0: Welcome, you're listening to the podcast of First Church in Vacaville, California, Pastor Timothy Wisnett. We are so glad and honored that you would join us today and we pray that this message you're listening to is a blessing to your day. We wanna invite you to visit us online at firstchurch.app to get connected with us and learn about our service times. We hope to see you at a service or a special event sometime soon.
1: Chapter number eight. Amen. Nehemiah chapter number eight, and we are going to begin at verse uh, number nine. Amen. So thankful for what the Lord is doing. Amen. I'm going to tell you something. Uh, God is pouring out his spirit to anyone that's willing to seek for it. Amen. Amen. And uh, I'm thankful for that I, I was uh, Saw something that Someone that I, com- I have a lot of trust in Who has been in the apostolic movement Her whole life And, and was raised on the missions field um, Went to the Ashbury revival And I thank God for what he's doing there Again I, I tell you I take the Acts 5 Approach It's a God it won't last If it is you can't stop it Amen And uh um, She went and and was very blessed. They had to wait in line like three hours to get in the building. And she came away and said this. She said, I'm so thankful for what God is doing. She said, but let me be very clear. We experience this weekly in our churches. So I'm thankful for what God is doing there. But there's nothing happening there that isn't already happening here. And I'm watching people that are going, and and you know they're flying or driving, and and I'm thinking, you won't even do that to go to your the church in your city. So you know I'm thankful for what God's doing, and I hope He keeps pouring out and all that stuff. But it was wonderful to hear because um, and 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 it's a, a very wonderful person, right? Like I said, raised on the missions field, very solid in 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 truth, and. Uh, for, for her to say that, I thought, man, that, that's, that's what I was waiting for somebody to hear. To hear from somebody said, it's literally what we have on a weekly basis that they are now experiencing. It. And we want them to experience it. Amen. Absolutely. And, and even more. And we're just praying that they don't stop with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Continue on in the water baptism in Jesus. continue on. Amen. And, and, and the Bible says the spirit will lead and guide into all truth. Amen. And so if you're willing to grow in the Lord, you're, you're going to grow into all truth. Amen. It depends on how far you're willing to mature into living for God. Uh, some people grow into mature Christians. Uh, and, and they'll live for God 20 years and they'll grow 20 years of maturity. The problem is a lot of folks live for God 20 years, but they only grow one year every year. So they never get beyond being one year old. It's just the same cycle they go through. I want to grow and mature in the Lord. And we're we're praying for those um, at Ashbury and just praying that the spirit of the Lord will lead. If it's ever going to go beyond experience, they're going to need a preacher to preach truth to them. Amen. And so I thank God for it and not, not going to knock it because I don't at all. I celebrate with them. But it, it don't end at the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It needs to go on now unto perfection. Amen. And so we're praying for them. Nehemiah chapter 8 and verse number 9. And Nehemiah, which is the Tereshatha, and Ezra, the priest, the scribe, and the Levites that taught the people said unto all the people, This day is holy unto the Lord your God. Mourn not, nor weep. Where all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. Now, let me give you just a little context here. Nehemiah had just rebuilt the walls. He had just reestablished the temple. Ezra the priest is coming in, and he is now reading to the people the law. This is the first time most of them had ever even heard the law of Moses ever read. And when they heard the word of the Lord, they began to mourn, and they began to weep. And the priest had to say, hey, whoa, 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 wait a second, don't, don't, be, don't be grieving over this. See, everybody was excited about the walls and the building, but when doctrine started being preached, <laughs> they started saying, whoa, whoa, wait, wait a second, We wait a minute, what, what can't we eat? We can't, no more pork chops? And they wept. No more bacon? And they wept. I could imagine passing up on that bacon you guys sent me, that thick bacon. Man, that stuff was awesome. And They wept. They started hearing this, and the priest had to start explaining to them what it meant. And they would just cry and boo-hoo and sob, and then they'd get up and say, Hey, shut up. We can't do this. Stop weeping. Stop mourning. Now, I'm, I'm saying it is you know, it's a little more politely worded. They said, Mourn not, weep not. What they were saying was, hey, knock it off. This is the word of God. You should be rejoicing over the word of God. Then they'd read a little bit of the more of the law, and the people go, oh, oh I can't do what? What? I was more free as a slave. And amazing when people start getting into discipleship Bible study. God don't want what now? I can't do what, huh? I was better off being a drug addict. I had more freedom. I'm telling you, it's what they did. And, and, in the, and look, verse 10, he said unto them, Go your way, eat the fat, hallelujah, drink the sweet tea, or the sweet, hallelujah, and send portions unto them, for whom nothing is prepared, for this day is holy unto the Lord. Neither be ye sorry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So the Levites stilled all the people. That means they told them, shut up, be quiet, be still. You bunch of babies, quit crying. Saying, hold your peace. How many times do they have to keep telling them that? Hold your peace. Stop crying. Quit mourning. Stop grieving. Neither be ye grieved. I love that. He says, For this day is holy unto our Lord. Neither be ye sorrow, be ye sorry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. It didn't say, say your joy. We have misquoted this for years. We think. Well, I get joy and I'm strong. That's not what it said. Who's joy? The Lord's joy. The joy of the Lord is my. Now I'm going to shave off 30 minutes of a message. I'm going to help you right here. You ready? I'm going to put this in context. The apostle said this. For we have no greater joy. How? Than when our children walk in So the way parents get great joy is by the children walking in obedience to truth. So when God gets joy, it's because we have obeyed the truth even though we don't like it. We obey it even though we don't always understand it. And we hear it taught and preached and we go, ah. But if you obey it, God gets joy, and then he gives you strength. Strength for what? Strength to keep obeying his word and giving him joy. His joy is my strength. My strength gives me power to obey his word, to give him joy, to give me strength to obey his word to give him joy to give me strength to obey his word to give him joy we love shouting and dancing and we'll probably do a lot more of that before the day's over with but my dance does not give God joy what gives God joy is my obedience that's why the priest said "Sit down, calm down, you're not supposed to be crying you're not supposed to be weeping Be happy because the joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. I want to preach to you this afternoon with the help of the Lord. I felt this so strong this week. Amen. But but first, let me take a scientific survey here. I need you to help me. Let me, before I get started, take a quick survey. How many of you in this room have ever been discouraged? Would you raise your hand? If you have ever... Been dis- keep that hand up real high. You've been disappointed. You've been discouraged. Now keep that hand up high. Don't be discouraged about being discouraged. Now turn around. Turn your head around all the way. Look at all the hands that are raised in here. These are people that have I didn't maybe not currently, but have been discouraged in your life. I want you to congratulate yourself for being a human. All been discouraged. So now I know. I'm preaching to the right people today because you've been discouraged before. Maybe you're fighting discouragement now. And I want to preach to you a very grammatically incorrect and incomplete sentence and preach to you on these three words, still got joy. Still got joy. After all that I've been through, I still got joy. After all the disappointment, I still got joy. After all my failures, I still got joy. After all the people that lied on me, I still got joy. All the times I've been broke, and I still got joy. Sickness in my body, but I I still got joy. Hallelujah. Amen. I come to encourage you today. I still got joy. And the Holy Ghost. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you for your word. Lord, for it is anointed and it is sharp and quicker than any two-edged sword. And I thank you, Lord, for your word that brings strength and encouragement. Lord, I pray today you would speak to us, challenge us, change us, oh God, till we be molded into your image, Lord. I pray for every downcast heart. I pray for every discouraged, wounded spirit, God. I pray that you would lift them up by the power of your word. May it go forth and bring freedom and liberty. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And the church said amen. Amen. Would you clap your hands to the Lord one more time? You still got joy. Go ahead. Hallelujah. Now before you see seated, look at somebody and tell them, I still got joy. Tell them, after all the junk I've been through, I still, no, no, look at them, tell them, after all the junk I've been through, I still got joy. Tell somebody else, I don't look like what I've been through. I still got joy. There ain't no smoke on me, but you ain't seen the fire that I was in before, and I still got joy. You, you can be seated. Amen. Amen. You don't always wake up on the right side of the bed. I was with Brother Strickland just a few minutes ago, and he's in the hospital. And we're praying with him. And I told him, he's been in there for three nights now. And uh, I said, it's the most expensive waste of a hotel room in a, ho- in a hospital you ever been in, in your life. They don't let you sleep. The food, to be most polite, is subpar. They brought in his lunch and I smiled and I was like, I'm going to leave you to it, you know. I could see the yearning in his eyes to partake of that cardboard lasagna or whatever it was. But you don't always wake up on the right side of the bed. You know, how many's ever had a bad day before? Well, I mean, here, here, here's, here's some tips for you, how you know you're going to have a bad day. Um, if you turn on the morning news and they're displaying emergency routes out of the city, probably going to be a bad day. If you wake up in the morning and the sun has rose in the west instead of the east, Probably going to be a bad day (laughs) if you wake up to feel the hot breath of a grizzly bear nose to nose with you. The end is near. You know it's going to be a bad day when you walk into work and your boss meets you at the door and says don't even take off your coat. You're about to have a bad day. You know, it's going to be a bad day when your horn gets stuck blowing while you're behind a group of Hell's Angels bikers. (laughs) Probably going to have a bad day. When you rear end a police officer and his cruiser, that's going to be a bad day. When you jump out of bed and miss the floor, probably going to have a bad day. When you wake up in the morning and your dentures are locked together. You might know you're going to have a bad day when you call your answering service or your voicemail and the computer says it ain't none of your business. You know it's going to be a bad day when you step on the scale in the morning and it says tilt. Or one at a time please. Hey, man, you're going to have a bad day. Brother, Brother Clark, you know it's going to be a bad day when you call the suicide prevention hotline and they put you on hold. Probably going to be a bad day. We've all had bad days. We all have bad days. We all get discouraged. And that's why my subject today is still got joy. Because a bad day does not determine whether or not I have joy in serving God. Missing the floor in the morning does not determine whether I have joy or not. A boss who's a jerk does not determine whether I got joy or not. A rude bank teller does not determine whether I have joy or not. My joy is not in the hands of anyone or anything. My joy is mine and mine alone. Now, I'm not so naive this afternoon as to think that we're always going to be on top of the world whistling Dixie and tiptoeing through the tulips all day long for there's going to be an occasion where you're going to have to travel to the valley. You can't live on the mountaintop. There's no sustaining resources on the mountaintop. You got to come down. But neither am I so spiritually ignorant that I'm not aware that God has provided for us in times of those valley experiences. We all in this life will have tribulations. Jesus said, and I paraphrase, cheer up, everybody will hate you. <laughs> Oddly enough, we don't read that scripture very much. Cheer up, everybody will hate you for my name's sake, but count all these things joy. In this life, we're going to have trouble. Hold on, I, I'm not meaning to depress you. This isn't, a, this isn't a Hank Williams country song. I'm giving you some, some facts. We're all going to have trouble. In this life we're going to have difficulty... In this life, we're going to have trials. In this life, we're going to have sickness, hard times. The storm will rise. The winds will blow. The waves of life are going to crash against you. There's going to be discouragement. Things won't go as planned. There's going to be sorrow. There's going to be weeping. There's going to be financial difficulties. There's going to be dark days. And there's going to be uncertain times for every one of us. But the thing that God has provided us, in the life that has hard times, its joy is always the antidote to a hard time. Listen to what David said in Psalms chapter 30 and verse number 5. David said, For his anger endureth but a moment, in his favor there is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy is coming in the morning. Look at your neighbor and say, weeping may endure tonight, but joy's coming in the morning. Tell somebody else, I may have wept last night, but I'm going to dance today because my joy is coming in the morning. You may say, Pastor, you don't know how dark my situation is right now. And my words of comfort to you are simply this. It is an age-old truth that the darkest hour of night is the hour right before the sun begins to caress on the horizon. And I've got to tell you this afternoon that your joy is still coming in the morning. Your joy is still present with you and on the way. Don't you die in the darkness of your night. Don't you let the darkness envelop you Amen. like a cocoon of discouragement. You need to lift your eyes to the hills and say, I still got my joy. I still got my joy for I know in whom I have believed. Amen. Isaiah chapter 61 in verse number 3 the prophet says, and this is so so very beautiful, he says, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion. In other words, you need to have you need to have joyful people appointed in your life. You don't don't be don't be connected to a hoover. Don't be connected to a hoover or a or a Kirby or a Dyson. I'm going to be hooked up to somebody that's going to suck the joy out of your life. Every time you got good news, they go. <laughs> Disconnect to people like that. I got a raise. Well, it's good because all the prices are so high. It's just life is terrible. Shut up. I ain't got time for that. I ain't got time. I'm going to listen to that. Hey, you ain't got to tell me eggs are expensive. Honey, I've been to the grocery store. I don't need your negative flapping out of your mouth. I need somebody to speak joy to me. You got a raise? Well, praise God. Isn't God, isn't that wonderful? Yep. Well, the economy's bad. Well, thank you, Captain Obvious. We realize that. But God's economy's perfect. I need, I need somebody to look at me and say, whoa, isn't God wonderful that he would bless us in a time like this while job, while businesses and corporations, Brother Garza, are laying people off. Amen, a dime a dozen, not my job. My job, they, they just gave me a raise. They just gave me, they held on to me in a downturn. They found a reason to hold on to me. That's the kind of person you need in your life. You are blessed and highly favored of God. I, oh, thank God for what he's doing in your life. Amen, I'm telling you, there is joy in this life in living for God. Look at somebody and tell them, I still got joy. Come on, tell them, I still got joy. Amen, I'm telling you, I still got joy. And it doesn't matter what I go through, I've still got joy. He said, appoint unto them. That, that means you need to have some appointed people in your life. I need some people speak joy into my life. I got enough complainers. Hey Amen. Look at somebody and say, speak joy to me. Speak joy to me. And you know, you know, we always raise with this if you can't say nothing nice. You ever you ever had somebody you give them good news and they find a way to throw a wet blanket on it? Remember them people. Don't call them. Don't answer the phone. When they finally start saying, why aren't you talking to me? Say, because I, I can't afford to be connected to a Hoover. What do you mean? Well, every time I say something good, you got to say something bad. The Bible said whatsoever things are holy, just. Da, 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 da. It, and of a good report. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. And honey, if it's good enough to think about, it should be good enough to talk about. One of them that mourn in, 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 in Zion, amen, he says, uh, 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 get, to give them beauty for ashes. Man, look at this. That's the kind of God you serve. Beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that they might be called Trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. Look at the God you serve. The God you serve says, I got the best trade-in deals anywhere in the, in, in the universe. I got the, I got the, and listen, you, you can act like you're holy and never done anything wrong in your life. But I know there's been some of us, when we traded in a vehicle, we prayed they wouldn't test drive it too far. You trade that in, they go, there are any issues? You go, I, I don't just, don't take it over 40 and don't, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, keep jumper cables with you. Amen. <laughs> you know you've traded in a car before and said, Lord, don't let them find that issue in my car. They're going to knock $3,000 off of that car. Amen. They'll come back to, I mean, the salesman, they'll find, they make money off of devaluing your trade in. You you can drive up in a Lamborghini in mint condition, and they're going to offer you what they would offer for a Dodge Neon. And their famous words are, when you say, well, it's worth this much, they'll go, well, where did you find that out at? Well, I went to Kelly Blue Book. What do they always say? Kelly Blue Book don't sell cars. Well, neither do you, Jack. I'm going to the next dealership. (laughs) But see, God don't do that. Matter of fact, God says, as bad as it is, I want it. You got ashes, I'll give you beauty. In other words, God said you can bring me in your dilapidated hooptie and I'll trade it in and give you a new Mercedes. Some of us drove hoopties before. You say, you don't know what a What's a hooptie? You just don't know then. You just don't know. It took four kicks on the floorboard, three slaps on the steering wheel and then in a Jesus name when you turn it. You turn over, go, seafood, it. <banquet> Run, Jesus, 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 Jesus. <clears throat> you go, Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. G- your grace is sufficient to me. Jesus, said, I'll take in your biggest piece of junk and I'll give you the most valuable thing I got. Give me ashes. I'll give you, I'll, I'll give you beauty. I'll give you beauty. What is ashes? Ashes is the residue. It's the remnant. It's the leftover. It is the worthless remains of what once was. And God said, give me everything that you once was. Give me your burned down dreams and hopes and aspirations. Give give me that thing that you failed in life so miserably with. Give me a handful of soot and ashes. And here's what I got. I got beauty for you. Give me your mourning and I'll give you the all of joy. Just give me your grieving and your weeping and your sorrow and I'll give you the all of mourning. Give me your spirit of heaviness and I'm going to clothe you with a garment of praise. Give me that thing that's worthless to you. Give me that thing that seems to hinder and hold you back. It's the divine exchange program. You give me what you got, I'll give you what I got. say, well, I don't don't got nothing to give God. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Well, I don't got anything God wants. He wants the ashes. Hey, He wants your your mourning and grief. He wants the heaviness of your life. But it just don't seem fair. It's, It's not, hey, He's the one taking the junk. I said, but I, I have nothing. I'm working on a message right now called "Nothing Is Impossible." The Bible says nothing is impossible, but but what I mean is literally, literally, physically. In quantum physics, they tell you there is no such thing as nothing. Even in the even in the vacuum of space, there's still something. That there is literally no point in the universe. That is void of anything. There is always something. So, <laughs> nothing is impossible. You say, I don't got nothing. That's impossible. You got something. I don't got nothing. Yeah, yeah you do. Do this. <sighs> See, he wants that. Even if you didn't brush him this morning, he still wants that. Even if you got a cold, he still wants it. He wants it. Because nothing shall be impossible. Nothing shall be impossible. So I don't got anything. Yes, you do. Give him what you got. But it's just ashes. Give it to him. He'll take it. He'll take it. He don't care. He'll take the ashes. He'll take the mourning. He'll take the spirit of heaviness. And he says, I'll put on you a garment of praise. Amen. I want somebody to know this afternoon that what you've been suffering through, God wants that. The the, the valley you've been trudging through, he wants that. But I don't got nothing. That's impossible. You've got something. You can give him your breath. You can give him your life. Give him, give him your brokenness. Give him the abuse of the years gone by. Give him the pain and the sorrow. Give him the weeping and the grieving in the mourning. Give him the insecurities that you have in life. Because, honey, as soon as you give it to him, he's going to give you a spirit of praise, garment of praise. He's going to give you the oil of joy. I want somebody to know I've still got joy. Amen. Amen. This is a participatory message here. Elbow somebody and tell them, I still got joy. Oh, elbow them real good. Say, I still got joy. Amen. Turn around and tell somebody else, would you please inform your face you got joy. Oh, you go laugh a little bit, smile a little bit. I got joy. I got joy. I joy in the Lord. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I don't want that kind of joy. I don't want some sap-sucking, lemon-munching joy that turns your lips upside down and inside out. Looks like you've been mad at the world ever since you were born. Amen. We're the people of God. We used to sing, we're a happy people. Yes, we are. We're a happy people. Yeah, we need to get the joy back in living for God. Amen. I'm not oppressed because I live holy. Amen. God's not persecuting me because I live separate from the world. God's blessing me. And I've got joy. I've got joy. I've got joy, I've got joy. Now, I'm going to tell you something. Let me, let, me, let me tell you where this message was born out of. Hey, man, let me tell you where this message was born out of. Uh, since Sunday of sacrifice, hey, man, I'm going to tell you the enemy's been on the war path since Sunday of sacrifice. I have never seen, and I'm, I, in all 15 years of pastoring and 22 and a half years of ministry, I have never seen more people have cars break down and have car wrecks like we've had and and and, and I mean I'm on a single amount here for a minute the, the guards is both their vehicles messed up and and if that weren't bad enough uh the the, the twins were taking a bath upstairs and brother guards all of a sudden he starts screaming stop it turn it off turn it off and because water started pouring through the ceiling of the of the home they bought. I I told him quit trying to square dance with, with boots on upstairs. And and and, and I mean okay, and, and then other people's cars breaking down. And then car wreck. Car wreck. And it's like, what? And then I mean stuff started happening. Car wreck. And then car wreck? Car wreck. My God. Let's have another Sunday sacrifice. Amen. <laughs> we get home Sunday night and, and Sunday sacrifice. I, I got to, I'm going to tell you something. When, when, when those three Sundays are over, it, I, I, I literally, I, I, I am like just a few points from being comatose dead. Because it's an intense three weeks. There's a lot of prayer that goes into it. You know, there's and, and when it's over, I'm just like, huh. Oh. And so that night went to bed, and, and I usually take, My two melatonin gummies, well, I took three because I wanted to go to bed and I wanted to go to, I wanted to, I wanted good sleep. I mean, I wanted to go to sleep, not, I mean, not permanently, but I wanted to go to sleep. (laughs) And I'm laying, and I had just, and it was like 1030, 1045, and I had just fallen asleep, which if you know me, that is, that is nigh unto water turning to wine miraculous I had fallen asleep, and the next thing I know, I'm getting this. Daddy, 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 Blue's got something in the backyard. Daddy, daddy, Blue's got something. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to kill that dog. I'm going to whoop her. I'm going to kill him. I was so mad. Now, I know y'all are spiritual, and don't ever get upset, and that's fine. But, But pray for us pitiful people that still struggle with flesh. I threw the covers back, and I'm telling you, I was going to wear that dog out. And then I found out he had a a 22-and-a-half-pound raccoon. And they went to fighting. And I'm going to tell you, it was a fight to the death. 45 minutes of blood and guts and screaming and screeching until he killed that big old thing. And then here it is, night of Sunday sacrifice. Great victory. And we got to take this stupid dog to the emergency vet. You think the ER is expensive. Take a dog to the vet. At eleven forty-five at night, and walk into and I'm the, the joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of. I mean, I didn't, I didn't kick him. I wanted to, but I couldn't be mad at him because he's a good guard dog. He went, he wasn't even attacking that raccoon until he saw my wife and Addison. When he looked back and saw them. And he dove into that raccoon, and I'm telling you, he ripped him from Dan to Beersheba. And I get that dog in and I walk into UC Davis uh, pet emergency room. I'm going to save you some money. Don't go there. It's a joke. I, my dog just got the fat. Raccoon. He's covered in blood. That's He's covered in blood. Looks like a wild animal. And she says, uh, $310. $310. I mean, you got some, you got Jack back there with some magic beans? I mean, what's going on? $310. My, and she, take, she takes the dog back around the corner, and she comes back around the corner in like 90 seconds. I'm phone my wife, so they just walked him back. She comes around, I said, here she comes. I'll call you right back. Um, yeah, I don't think you need stitches. Uh, follow up with your, you know, regular vet tomorrow. Whoa, 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 whoa. So hold on, whoa. Hold, hold on a second, princess. What? What, can you give him some antibiotics? I mean, how about some pain medicine? You know, something. Because he ain't coming in the house. He needs to sleep outside in the garage. Because I mean, he's in pain. Look, his face is all shredded up. Oh, well, if we do that, that's an examination. And that's another $310. The devil is a lie. Man, i got some leftover stuff in the medicine cabinet. I'll take care of myself. The joy of the Lord. What a Sunday of sacrifice. What a, I mean, the people that are getting hit the hardest are the ones where we gave the most that we've ever record-giving personally in our life. And all of a sudden, demon-possessed raccoons and crazy people rear-ending us. And and, and and all this kind of stuff starts happening. But you know what? That raccoon ain't getting my joy. And that car wreck ain't gonna get your joy. And that leaking roof ain't gonna get your joy. And the lying coworker ain't. Go- I still got joy. Still got joy. So I've come to preach this message today to preach sadness off of you, to preach heaviness off of you, to preach weariness off of you, to preach discouragement off of you so you can lift your head and say, still got joy, still got joy, still got joy. Got a broke car, but I got joy. Got a dumb dog, but I got joy. Got a leaking house, but I got joy. I got joy. Yeah. Hallelujah. I got joy. Yeah. High five, somebody tell them I still got joy. Yeah. Is this all right today? Isaiah forty Isaiah fifty four and one says the prophet God speaking through the prophet said, Sing O Baron! Sing O Baron! Sing O Baron! Thou that didst not bear, break forth into singing. Cry aloud, thou that didst not travail with child. For more are the children of the desolate. Hmm. <laughs> more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, saith the Lord. That's a cr- Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. That's a crazy statement. Now, I don't got time to get into and talk to this uh, 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 the biblical perspective of the Hebrew women and how much it meant for her to be able to bear many children. And when a Hebrew woman was barren, it, I'm telling you, there could not be a greater tragedy happen in her life. And God says, single barren. Thou that didst not Bear or travail with children. Why don't you go ahead and sing? Then he says in verse 2, if you think that's crazy, watch this. He said, hey, those, hey, ladies, those of you that didn't bear, those that didn't have children, I got another verse for you. Enlarge the place of thy tent and let them stretch forth the curtains and thine habitation. Spare not lengthen thy cords and straighten thy stakes. In other words, God said in modern vernacular, he'd say knock out the back wall and build about four or five nursery rooms on the back of it. What am I building nursery rooms for? I'm barren. He said, don't worry about that. Just sing. Don't just sing and not only sing, but go through a remodeling program. Don't just sing, but have some faith and put some new rooms on the house. What am I singing for? What am I remodeling my house for? Verse three says, for thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left hand and thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles and hallelujah and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. Not only was this prophetic to Israel, this was prophetic to the church. Woo! Oh, hallelujah. Sing, oh Baron. God. I want a child and I can't have a child. But sing, honey. I don't feel like singing. My womb is bad. Sing, mother. Sing, sing, sing. But God, my heart is broken. My womb is Sing. And don't just sing, but expand your house. Why, God, do you want me to do that? Because you're going to break forth on the right hand and on the left hand. And when I get done with you, you're going to inherit the Gentiles. In other words, when Jesus came to this earth and the Jewish people rejected him in Jerusalem, round about Acts chapter 9 or 10, here comes stepping in Cornelius, And now the vast majority of the New Testament church growth, it doesn't come through Israel. It comes through the Gentiles. That's why you got to sing when all you got's a song. That's why you got to sing when your womb is empty. You got to sing when there's no baby crying in the nursery. You got to sing, sing. sing sing I don't care if you can't carry a tune in a bucket with a lid on it, sing, sing. I don't care if you're on, off time or on time sing, sing why, there's something that happens there's a joy that is released when you begin to sing 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 with joy, sing with gladness sing get your harp off the willow tree and start singing Somebody shout, still got joy. I was in Haiti uh, when the earthquake, to to, to help with the recovery work, the rescue work of the earthquake, and I've told the story. I know I've told it here multiple times, but bear with me. Some of you haven't heard it. And uh, we were there in in, in Port-au-Prince, and there was only two hospitals left standing in all of Port-au-Prince. How many remember the earthquake there in Haiti? Over 500,000 people died. It was the, the worst thing I've ever seen in my eyes. It was, it was uh, just untold, vast amounts of death. And uh, so I worked at one of the only two hospitals that was left standing in Port-au-Prince. And w- when I got there, I got there just within a couple of days of the earthquake. And, and, of course, you know, I had people calling me, don't go. Some people prophesying, if you go, you're going to get killed. And giving me warnings from God, don't go. They're going to kidnap you and hold your ransom. And I'm thinking... Hope they like bubble gum because that's about all they're going to get. But I went. I went because God told me to go. You remember that? I went. I didn't even want to go. Everybody else didn't want me to go. But I knew God told me to go, and I went. And so when I get to that hospital, it's miraculous. One of these days, I, I'll tell the whole story, maybe even write it down. The whole story. It was amazing how it happened. could have only been God. And so I got there within a couple, just a couple of days of the earthquake. And in that hospital, we had doctors from NYU, we had doctors from the Cleveland Clinic, the Mayo Clinic, uh, Kansas, uh, University of Kansas Medical Center, all over the, all over them, some of the best and the brightest. But when we got there, we still did not have medication. It, it, it was awful. I ain't got the words to tell you how awful it was. Um, if you've ever had a broke bone, you know how bad that hurts. Now imagine being a double, triple, and some of them were quadruple amputees, and all we had was over-the-counter Tylenol. It was barbaric. They were amputating people like it was 200, limbs like it was 200 years ago with just whiskey. It was unbelievable. But I'm going to tell you something I learned why I fell in love with the Haitian people, some of the most beautiful people on the earth. Because you rarely heard people screaming and crying in pain. The hallways were filled with singing. And I remember asking uh, Cedric, who was my translator, I said, why are they singing like this? And he said, because, Pastor, we sing when we hurt. And I remember one little girl, and I've got a picture of her, and some of you have seen it. i got a picture of a little Haitian girl who they had dug out of, her, out of her home. She was the only survivor of her grandparents and her parents and her three siblings. She was the only one alive. Her whole family was killed in that house. She lay trapped under that roof for four or five days until they could dig her out of the rubble. She had an arm or a leg amputated. I can't remember off the top of my head. And she's laying on the floor because we didn't have enough hospital beds. And she- she's laying on the floor and that little 7 or 8 year old girl trembling under the pain is singing in perfect creole amazing grace how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me you see God begin to show me something in that moment Amen. there's something beautiful and powerful that begins to happen when everything has went wrong in your life but you still got a song in your mouth and you still got breath in your lungs sing oh you barren Sing oh you barren, sing oh you barren, sing oh you barren. And so I sing, I still got joy. This joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. Y'all know that old song, come on sing. This joy that I have. Well, the world didn't give it. Sing it now, this joy that I have. Well, the world didn't give it to me. Well, the world didn't give it and the world. Some of y'all need to stand up and sing it loudly. Come on. This joy that I have. Come on, sing it. The world didn't. Come on, tell it, this joy that I have. Well the world didn't give it to me Oh this joy That I have Well the world didn't give it to me Oh the world didn't give it The world can't take Sing it one more time and just slap the devil with it Come on sing This joy that I have Oh the world No no this joy That I have Come on, the world didn't give it to me. This joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. I said the world didn't give it And Turn around, look at somebody and sing it one more time. Just tell them, say, oh, this joy that I have. Come on, sell it to them. The world didn't give it to me, oh, this joy that I have. Well, the world didn't give it to me, sing it, children, It's joy that I have. Well, the world didn't give it to me, oh, the world didn't give it so the world can. I feel like dancing on that old song. I said this joy that I have. Well, the world didn't give Look at me, this joy that I have Well, the world didn't give it to me Sing, Zion, this joy that I have Well, the world didn't give it to me Oh, since the world didn't give it The world can't take it Come on, rejoice Sing, oh, you burn. I know the bank account's empty, but sing anyway. I know the sickness is still in your body, but sing anyway. I know there's still pain in your heart, but sing anyway. Still got joy. Still got joy. Still got joy. Still got joy. All hell's broke loose, but I still got joy. Still got joy. My God, I feel like shouting here on a Sunday afternoon. I still got joy. I feel it in my hands. I feel it in my feet. I feel it all over me. I still got joy. I still got joy. I still got joy. Amen. Amen. I, I, I could turn loose right now, but I, I didn't, I'm not just going to preach it up off you. I'm going to preach it out of your zip code today. If you leave here depressed, it's going to be your fault. Because I'm going to preach it off of you today. 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 5. So y'all still with me? 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 5. Somebody say, preach to me, pastor. So come on, say, preach to me, pastor. Somebody shout, preach it off of me. Uh, you ask for it, here comes: who are kept by the power of God through faith, unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness, through manifold temptations. That the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen, ye love him, and whom though now ye see him not, yet believe ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full It is joy unspeakable and full of glory, full of glory, full of glory. It is joy unspeakable and real, the half has now. I like these old songs. It is joy. Come on, full, full, for it is. But Pastor, I'm being tempted. The half has not been told. I'm under fire, but the half has not been told. Rejoice, rejoice, unspeakable and full of rejoice, rejoice, unspeakable. Oh, I love, I love Simon Peter, because when you jump down to the fourth chapter and the twelfth verse, he just digs down a little bit harder. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you, as though some strange thing has happened unto you. Now, so I'd like to believe Simon Peter is being a little sarcastic there. Now, obviously, Brother Chase, he is writing to people in response to their complaints. I'm being tried. Oh, the tempter is a tempter. I don't know what to do. The trial is a trying. The tempter is a tempter. Yeah, the devil's doing what he's supposed to do. He's a devil. Paul said, hey, don't think it's strange. Have you lost your mind? You think it's strange that something bad has happened to you? That the tempter is tempting you? That you're being tested in your faith. Verse 13. But rejoice. Yeah. But rejoice in so much as you are partakers of Christ. He didn't say rejoice that you got money in the bank. He didn't say rejoice because you got a three-bedroom house and a white picket fence. He didn't say rejoice because you got the latest BMW to come off the parking lot. He didn't say rejoice because everything's perfect in your life. He said rejoice because you're a partaker of Christ's sufferings that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding Joy. Rejoice! I love that word. Shout, rejoice! Now this is pretty profound, so hold on to somebody. I don't want you to fall on the floor. Rejoice is a compound word. It's made of two words. I know what those two words are. My Lord, we got scholars in this room. Re and Joyce, joy, being the plural form, Joyce plural form of joy. What does re mean? Again, do it over. Again, re rebate. Get money back. Money that belonged to you came back. Rejoice. So, for me to rejoice, I had to have been joiced before. I can't joice unless I've had joy. It's impossible to read with something you never had. He said, don't you think that this temptation is something strange? As though you're being tried and you're the only one. As if the temptation come flying out of the middle of nowhere. He said, but rejoice. Get your joy back and He said get your joy back and do it all over again. Still got joy. Still got joy. Still got joy. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say I'm on my way to heaven and I'm glad about it. I said I'm on my way to heaven and I'm happy. I've got joy. Somebody shout joy. Still got joy. You without joy, rejoice, rejoice. Remember how Mario and when the mushrooms would hit him and go bloop bloop bloop, and he'd shrink, and he'd get one of them other things, and he'd go boop, 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 and he'd go. See, some of your joy went bing 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 bing, and you need to get touch of the Holy Ghost. You need to rejoice. I said, you need to rejoice. You know, but Pastor, I ain't got joy. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You just don't know it. You've been hiding it under your negative tone. You've been hiding it behind your criticism and cynicism. If you want joy, all you got to do, amen, is begin to worship the God of your salvation. Somebody needs to declare today, still got joy. Still got joy. After all that I've been through, I've still Shout it, still got joy. joy. Elbow somebody and I still got joy. joy. Come on, Brother Lucas, help me close. My Lord, I still got joy. I got a cut up dog, but still don't have 50 million in the bank account, but still surrounded by corrupt politicians, but you can't let your joy be determined by who's sitting in a governor's mansion or a White House. I still got joy. Hallelujah, I still got joy. Hallelujah, I got got joy when the one with an R wins and I get joy when the one with a D wins. You want to know why? Because I'm not going to lose it. Still got joy. Still got joy. Still got joy. Look at somebody and tell them convincingly, I still got joy. I, I, come on, look at your neighbor and say, I still got joy. Come on, tell them I got troubles, but I still got joy. Tell them I got problems, but I still got joy. Tell them I got sickness, but I still got joy. I got trials, but I still got joy. I got bills to pay, but I still got joy. I've got difficulties, but I still got joy. My car's still broke, but I still got joy. My family's still lying on me, but I still got joy. My boss is still a jerk, but I still got... Still got joy. Still got joy. Still got joy. I'm in the fiery furnace. I'm in the lion's den. I'm in a red sea. Got the walls of Jericho in front of me. In prison. In trouble. In sickness. In distress. In financial difficulty. In the darkest hour of my life. Still Still got joy. 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 Come on, look at somebody and tell them, I don't look like what I've been through. Still got joy. Still got joy. Still got joy. I'm gonna say it until your brain breaks, and that's all you can say is still got joy, 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 still got joy. See what you're always doing, still got problems, 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 still got problems. In this life you will have troubles, but in him still got joy bad news but I Isaiah 12 and 2 says behold God is my salvation I will trust and not be afraid for the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song he has also become my Oh, I love verse number three. Therefore, with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of... Still got joy. 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 Psalms 51 and 12, David said, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. If I can't get excited about being saved, I just won't get excited. You gotta go from doubt to trust. From complaining to confidence from trusting in man to trusting in God from the valley to the mountain from a dead prayer life to an on fire prayer life from a so-so praise to within all my strength worship because if you only knew what I've been through hey hey hold on a second these clothes don't tell the story baby what all I've been through. Uh -uh. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Three Hebrew boys walked out of that furnace and the fire couldn't burn the clothes off their back and they didn't even have the smell of smoke on them. If I smelt what I've been through, it'd blow your mind. No, no, hear me again. If I just smelt like the hell I just walked out of, it'd blow your mind. But since God is so good to me, since God has been so good to me, I might as well shout all night, dance all night, praise all night. I still got joy. I still got joy. Been through some stress. I still got joy I'm I'm preaching to somebody today still got joy had had health issue last year come on had some health issue had that knee replacement last year that was fun wasn't it wasn't that just wonderful but she's up here walking dancing my God you don't look like what you've been through you don't even smell like what you've been through She still got joy. She still got joy. She still got joy. If you only hope in this world, if your hope is in this world, you're going to be miserable. Still got joy. State's gone crazy trying to shut down your industry, but it's still got joy. Still got joy. Don't know what next year holds, but still got joy. Right. Put in the application, not hearing what I want to hear. Still got joy. Yeah. Come here, sis. Husband laying in a hospital right now. Yeah. Is this your second service today? Was your church this morning? I think, say, my goodness, I didn't know she pulled it. Husband, I went and prayed with her husbands, and, and I'm, I hope you don't mind me using it. It's a little too late now. Husbands in the hospital room in Kaiser had a health scare. Everything I'm believing is going to be alright. But you wouldn't know about it. I would wash her the whole service. She's doing this. She don't look like what she's been through. Don't even smell like what she's been through. I don't see any smoke. I don't see any burns. Why? Still got joy. Still got joy. You listen. You listen to these veterans of the cross they'll tell you it gets sweeter and sweeter as the days go by still got joy still had a car wreck almost totaled out the car but still got joy come here let me borrow you brother Lee man I love Brother Lee you ain't never seen a miracle look right here got a death sentence a death sentence with cancer but still got joy 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 joy. I said I still got joy come here you and your sister come here come here come here here, we're going to testify for a minute take her by the hand take her by the come hand here, come here mom and dad both went to the hospital this week both of them in the ER this week but guess what still got joy, got joy. Still, got joy. still got joy still got joy 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 I still got joy I can feel it in my hands. I can feel it in my feet. I can feel it all. I still got joy. Still got joy. Still got joy. there's joy in God's house there's joy with God's people hey you can't tell it let me tell it what he's done for me still got joy still got joy still got joy Now watch this, you ready? Doesn't matter what I've been through. It ain't gonna take my joy. It ain't gonna take my joy. Cause the world didn't give it. He said, with joy shall you draw water from the wells of... Some of you need to go to the well today some of you need to come up to the well this afternoon say all right, I still got my joy it might be running a little low hey man the refill light may be on the dash but I'm coming up today now look at somebody tell me I still got joy I still got survive cancer still still got joy still got joy still got joy still got joy some of you need to walk up here and say got sickness in my life but still got joy trouble on every side but I still got joy persecuted but still got joy 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 Joy, joy, joy. All right, here it is. Now, if you want more joy in your life, or you want a miracle, or you need a healing, I want you to come to this altar right now because we're going to use a Bible principle. Come on, come on, come on. My Lord, it ought to be just about everybody, amen. Amen. Come on, I need some joy. I need some joy. Man, I need some joy. There's enough problems in my life. Give me some joy, Lord. Come all the way to the front, all the way around the side. Come on, people coming all the way from the back. I need joy. Got trouble in my life. I need joy. I got joy. I need some, I I, I still got my joy. I just want some more of my joy. Now watch this. What, What did I tell you earlier? Nehemiah told the people, that the joy of the, is whose strength. So when God gets joy from me, I get strength from God. I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I know I can't do it in my strength. So let me say it like we had say it at home. I'm fitting about make God happy. I'm about to give God some joy today. Wait wait! wait, wait, wait a second. I need the joy. Remember, if you give to him, he's gonna give back better than you give. <laughs> Still got joy. Somebody receive the Holy Ghost and get some joy. Somebody can be healed in their body right now. Why? I'm sending up joy because I'm gonna obey him right now. I'm gonna obey him and worship him. I'm going to obey him in praise. I'm going to obey him in thanksgiving. When I do, he's going to give me strength. And as he gives me strength, I'm going to give him more joy. As I give God joy, he's going to give me more strength. And in the process, my joy is going to be fulfilled. My strength is going to be fulfilled. Come on, lift those hands right now. Lift those hands and those voices. There's joy in this house. There's joy in this house. You've been through
0: what I've been through. You will be crazy too. You've been through what I've been through. You will be crazy too. You've been through what I've been through. Come on, the joy of the
1: Lord shall be your strength. The joy of the Lord shall be be your strength. The joy of the Lord shall be be your strength.